Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dicko hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to another episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, for SB Live Sports, the Believe Podcast Network conversations experts in the field of sports usually basketball today's the newest head coach in the big sky from portland state jace coburn he has spent the last eight years under tyler geving as well as barrett peary now it's his chance to run the program uh in downtown portland so coach appreciate you joining um has it been a whirlwind over the last what six weeks to two months or so since you've adjusted offices yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little crazy, but it's been a lot of fun too. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and and uh, been having a great time, and um, a lot of life changes over the last couple uh, months. We had a baby uh, three months ago, so um, but it's it's been a dream come true, and like I said, just been having a lot of fun with it. Well, you mentioned off air, uh, you had a little one. You just touched on it there. Um, that lots of changes. Uh, when any head coach takes over a program, um, especially one that was a part of the program, you were a part uh, of it under two different head coaches, I would imagine you keep a lot of things the same, but then you tweak things to fit your eye and some of the things that you've probably already always kind of had built up into your own philosophy. What are the biggest changes maybe that you're looking to implement with Viking basketball? You know, it's, uh, it's like you said, when any, any new head coach takes over, they're going to, um, you know, obviously have some changes and, and do things um, how they want to do them. Um, and there's been a lot of stuff over the years, not just at Portland State, but everywhere that I've learned. And I've been formulating this plan um, for the, the day and the opportunity that I um, would become a head coach. So there's uh, there's definitely going to be a lot of similarities. I've learned a lot of things over every stop I've made and for every head coach that I've worked for. And um, so it's it's just about putting all those things that I really like together, um, you know, and um, just going off of all the experience I've had and the ideas that have popped in my head over my time as a basketball coach and, and formulating it, um, how I want to do things, um, because I think it's very important for me to be myself, um, you know, and not try to be somebody else. Um, so yeah, so, there, you know, I, it'll, it'll be fun, uh, when it comes to having the opportunity to, um, implement everything that I want to do. Obviously you're one of the youngest head coaches in division one basketball. As we speak, you're 37 years old. Uh, I can't imagine there's, there's too many guys much younger than you heading up their own program. But to get to the point where you're entrusted to run your own program, uh, you obviously have had to have some mentors that have really poured into you, um, both knowledge-based uh, as well as giving you opportunities. 
who are some of the guys that you really kind of, you know, owe a lot of gratitude to, or you really, you know, when you've got a coaching question, whether it's philosophy based or roster decisions, um, who, who do you turn to? You know, it's, I, I've got a really good network of people that um, I really talk to a lot. And first off, I, I'd say Barrett Perry, um, you know, who obviously was the head coach here and uh, he and I still talk all the time. And um, I bounce a lot of ideas off of him um, and his advice and his opinions mean the world to me. So, um, you know, and, and a lot of things I've learned over the last four years from him. And I first met him when I was like 19 years old coaching an AAU basketball team. And um, he's somebody that I've always looked up to. So, um, you know, maintaining that relationship with him has always been uh, really important to me. I'd say Tyler Geving too, um, who also gave me the opportunity to come to Portland State. Um, you know, and I talk to him frequently and, uh, seek out his advice. Um, and funny enough, Mark Adams from Texas tech where coach Perry just went to. So, uh, I worked for coach Adams for two years down at Howard college and, um, have spent a lot of time talking to him on the phone and meeting with him and things like that. So, um, those guys really have had an impact and an influence on me. Um, and then my college coach who actually came up here last week, Cleet Adelman, um, who's a Hall of Fame junior college coach in California, um, one of the best coaches I've ever been around. And so I, I talked to him too a lot. And, um, you know, through my experience playing for him, um, you know, I learned a lot from him as well. Um, and then some other guys, Matt Gordon, who used to be the coach at Phoenix College, was the first college coach that I worked for, really um, helped me understand the business. And then um, my high school coach, Sam Dwayne, um, who I played for in high school and really taught me the game of basketball. So there, there's a lot of guys that, you know, and then, you know, of course, you know, my friend network of guys at different division ones or in junior college, or some guys are high school coaches um, that I talk to all the time. So I, I always, I always want to strive to get better and improve and bounce different ideas off of people or um, try and try and pick their brains um, cause I just think the more knowledge that you can gain and the more, um, you can improve, the better you're going to be as a coach and as a leader. I, I love that list of, of coaches that you mentioned partially because you, you, you talked about your high school coach and I, I'm someone who, who still to this day has a, a good relationship with, with my high school coach. I view him not just as a mentor now, but as a friend, is he somebody that, um, when you were playing in high school, you, you looked at and said, I want to coach because of him. Or did you just fall into coaching kind of when your playing days were over? Because I always hear a, a couple different paths to get into coaching. What was yours like? I, I, de I definitely, he was definitely a role model for me, somebody I wanted to be like, um, you know, and I always, I always uh, loved his passion for the game and passion for um, helping student athletes. And, um, so, you know, he was definitely a role, there was definitely still a role model for me. Um, and he's had a lot of really good success in Arizona, won multiple state championships. And, um, he was always somebody I wanted to be like. And the funny thing is, is like how I got into coaching was I graduated high school and the next day, um, our JV coach had left, uh, for the summer. He always went back to Sweden. Um, and he left for the summer. So coach Dwayne asked me to coach the JV team for the summer. And so I graduated. And then the next day I had the JV team, um, you know, in practice for summer. And so he gave me that opportunity to do that. And it was 
awesome. Like I loved it. And that's just how I really got into coaching. I was like, man, I, and you know, and I still played in college, but I was like, man, this is really what I want to do. Like, this is, this is so fun. So I, you know, I was 18 and that's really where I developed my love for coaching. Um, you know, without that opportunity, I, who knows what, um, you know, I'd be doing now. Kind of got thrown into that fire with that first coaching gig. So you can kind of learn a lot of things on the fly, but you obviously, I would imagine had to stay fairly true to what his philosophy was. You kind of had to stay true to other coaches. You worked under's philosophy over the, the course of your time as an assistant. Now you're leading uh, Portland state as a head coach. Barrett Peary liked to do a lot of full court pressure uh, at times with 40 minutes of it. Is that something that, that you're looking to, to stay with or is it something that, that you're going to put your own little stamp or tweaks on the defensive end and as well as the offensive end on the floor? Yeah. I mean, I think like we talked about earlier, I think that, um, you know, everybody has to do um, what they believe in um, in terms of the pressing I'm not going to give out too many secrets because one advantage I have is that I'm a first time head coach. So whoever we're playing early has no idea what I'm going to do. So, (laughs) so we might be pressing, we might not, you know? (laughs) So I guess everybody will see that first game, what, what it's going to be. But um, you know, I, I, uh, I've been in a lot of different systems, um, you know, and I've been in, like you said, with coach Perry, who we pressed 40 minutes a game. I've been with um, other coaches where we didn't press at all. And I've been with other coaches where we press sometimes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out um, with all of that. I want to take a moment to tell you about some exciting news for high school sports fans across the country. SB Live Sports has launched a free iPhone and Android app featuring the latest high school sports news scores, videos, polls, photos, podcasts, player rankings, and much more. With the SB Live Sports app, it is now even easier to follow your favorite team with real-time scores and news alerts, as well as video highlights, podcasts, photo galleries, rankings, game coverage, and much more. The app delivers all the content you want in one convenient place. The SB Live Sports app features exclusive content from on-the-ground reporters across the country, and it's the number one source for Washington high school sports fans. With coverage from reporters Todd Millis and Andy Bueller, me, Dan Dickow, SB Live's recruiting expert, this SB Live Sports app is available at no charge in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Download it today. Oregon um, has had, you know, quite a few really good players over the course uh, of the last 30 years or so. You talk about Damon Stoudemire's, uh, Terrell Brandon's, Kevin Love's. You know, a lot of times they've gone out of the area. If they stay at home, University of Oregon typically gets those guys. What's your recruiting philosophy as far as uh, finding the hidden gems in the state of Oregon and, and keeping them uh, in their home state going to going to be a Viking. Right. There's, there's a lot of really good players in Oregon. Um, a lot of really good talent there, you know, has always been a lot of really good talent, like you had mentioned, um, in Oregon. And it's, it's somewhere that we want to protect, um, you know, and keep those guys, um, you know, playing in Portland. And, um, you know, one thing about Portland is it's very prideful. 
Um, people from Portland take a lot of pride in the fact that they are from Portland. And, um, you know, when we walk out on that floor, I want there to be that sense of um, having pride in their home city and protecting their home city and protecting their home state, you know? So, um, you know, we're going to be very active in Oregon, um, really recruit hard in Oregon. And, um, you know, one thing is, is we want to make it the cool thing to go to Portland state, you know, um, you know, and, and the other thing about Portland state and Oregon is a lot of people in Oregon are connected to Portland state in some way, because there's people that either went to Portland state, you have a family member who went to Portland state, you have a friend who went to Portland state, or, you know, somebody who went to Portland state. So, uh, everybody in Oregon for the most part is connected to Portland state in some way. Um, you know, so, and that's important to, uh, to us. When I looked at your, a little bit of the background of your coaching, you had talked about, you know, you graduated, then you started coaching, uh, summer league JV right off the bat. You've also coached for some high level AAU programs. You've coached at the junior college level. You've been an assistant for eight years at the division one level. Um, so being in the AAU world for a bit, and then at the JC level where you're constantly having to turn over your roster, um, as a new head coach, how do you look at the transfer portal? Uh, do you look at it as a frustration or as an opportunity if you and your staff do your homework, you've got an opportunity to kind of, you know, move some spots up in the big sky? I definitely think it's an advantage, right? Um, I, like you said, I've been in junior college where your roster is turning over all the time. Um, you know, hopefully you're successful, move your sophomores on to division one, um, or division two, um, you know, and then you're recruiting new guys to come in. Um, and then also, you know, like you mentioned, I was an AAU basketball coach too. So, and then, you know, kids are coming and going and moving and, you know, trying to find the best situation for them. So I feel like for me, it's an advantage because, um, a lot of my experience is through, um, things like that, where guys are changing teams or, um, you're constantly having to recruit and things like that. So I, I definitely feel the transfer portal is an advantage, um, for me, um, just based off of, you know, everything that I've done up to this point, um, up coming to Portland state. So, um, you know, and, and I think that, um, I think that being honest with players is a really big thing, um, you know, and letting them know during the recruiting process where you see them at, where where you see the growth um, that's going to be coming up. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's a real big advantage for me because I've just, you know, I've, I've lived a changing roster um, almost my whole entire coaching career. With how the college basketball season ended up and then you taking over as the head coach at Portland State, um, you still can't have – recruits on campus for for visits um so coaches schedules and timelines are a little bit different has that enabled you to maybe get a little bit more comfortable in your new role and implementing your system with the current players or maybe reaching out to uh other coaches oh and fine-tuning some of the things that you want to try or even just watching game film from last year or or maybe nba games with the playoffs going now yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, um, you know, been a lot different. Um, you know, there's there's more time to watch film. There's more time to watch film on recruits. Like, there, there's probably been more film studies done in the last year and a half than, than ever before. Um, you know, so there's been a lot more time to 
connect with recruits on the phone or Zoom or whatever. Um, you know, so and then with the guys here too, um, it's it's really um, been good for me to be able to spend time with our current players. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just spending time in a different way, um, but constantly always being busy, always you know, because it's always in the back of your mind that you need to be working because somebody else is too. So, um, you know, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think it's been really good. It, it'll be interesting now with everything opening up with the visits going to start happening again, um, how everybody's time is, is spent, um, you know, but I, I think one thing for me in the new role, the advantage that I had was I've been here for eight years. So I know how everything works. Um, it wasn't like I was just walking into a situation where I didn't know anybody. I didn't know, you know, where to get my keys at. I didn't know where the balls were located. Like, you know, I didn't know where to live. Like I'm living in the same exact place now. So um, for me, um, taking over, it was, it was an, an advantage for me in that way. Now I'm going to throw two names at you that are probably the most uh, known Portland State Viking basketball alumni. And I want to know if you use these names, if, if your current players and or the recruits that you're talking to know who these guys are. Freeman Williams and Ime Udoka. So I guess we'll talk about Freeman first. So uh, one of the things we have this big, um, it's an awesome uh, tribute out there to Freeman. So when you walk in, you there's this like big case and, and everything. And it's like, hey man, like, you know, I'm glad you're going to be coming to Portland State, but um, chances of you being the all-time leading scorer at Portland State is going to be really, really tough, just so you know, right off the top. So, you know, obviously, you know, the second all-time leading scorer in NCAA history um, is a big deal. I mean, that's, you know, and then every year, um, you know, when, when a guy's making his run, a four-year guy's making his run in the NCAA tournament, they always show the graphic of where they're at, you know, and, um and you always see Freeman Williams name up there, you know, so it's, it's, it's incredibly awesome uh, to have somebody like that as an alumni at Portland state. And then Ime, Yeah. I mean, he's another, you know, um, big time guy that, that came through Portland state who's, you know, coaching in the M NBA. And, and uh, so, yeah, the guys, the guys get an education lesson when they first get here, um, you know, and say, Hey man, like there's dudes who have been through here who have done it and we're going to respect that. Ime is uh, he's probably on the shortest of short lists for for up and coming next NBA coaches. He's a friend mm -hmm. of mine, was teammates with him for a short time with the Blazers. Great guy. And uh, yes, he, he he still represents Portland State with a lot of pride. I know us growing up both in that area, we would always used to go to the Stott Center and play pickup. Um, and so I was in the old arena. Well, I, I don't think you could call it an arena back then. It would have been more of a gym. How has the remodel in the arena impacted your guys' ability to impress recruits? Changed our world completely. Um, you know, we have a, an awesome arena. Um, you know, it's, it's three years old. Um, it gets really loud in there, too. Um, the, the game atmosphere is awesome. Um, you know, when the fans show up and, and they get loud, I mean, you, you can barely hear the person, uh, sitting next to you. So it's completely changed our world in that way. When it comes to recruiting, when it comes to, um, you know, a place that the guys like to protect and, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like we couldn't ask for a better facility. Um, it's top of the line. And then, you know, with that, we also got a new weight room, 
um, that's, that's huge. That's, you know, it's got field turf in there. I mean, we got tons of racks in there. I mean, it's, it's awesome. So the facilities, uh, and I, and I've lived the change, right? So like I, I was part of the staff where we, we were playing in the, you know, the old gym, which, which has now converted to a practice gym. So, um, yeah, so I, I've lived the change and, and, uh, we played off, off campus for a year. And, um, so, but yeah, it's, it's completely different. If, if you haven't been to Portland state in the last three years, you would walk in and go, Whoa, like this is, this is not what I remember at all. Yeah, I can't wait to, to check out that gym at some point. I've heard some really good things. Uh, so maybe I'll get there in the next year or so. Um, but I wanted to, to finish with one last question. Eastern Washington and Montana uh, and Weber State have, have, for the most part, been the class of the big sky over the last you know, re- recent memory. What do you guys need to do to crack into that top kind of echelon of teams uh, because I think you guys had a lot of potential the last couple of years to get there. Um, and, and I think it's right around the corner. What, what do you see as the next things that have to improve to, to make that a reality? I think um, first off is that all those coaches, I have a tremendous amount of respect for all those coaches because they all do a great job and they do it in their own certain way. Um, you know, and this league has got really good coaches. Um you know, and for us to get to that level, um, I think we just need to take it day by day and get better every single day and not forecast too far out in front, um, you know, and just and just focus on the day to day. What can we do today to get better? Um, because we know that those other teams are working right. Like Southern Utah won the regular season championship last year, too. And, um, you know, so they're a very good program. And I mean, I mean, top to bottom, we've got great programs in our league and um, I think anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Um, and, um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's just about focusing on the day to day, doing what we're going to do, um, and not worried so much about the other teams, um, and just focus on us and the rest will take care of itself. Well, Jason, I appreciate you joining. I wish you nothing but the best of luck, uh, as you move over that 18 inches to be the head coach at Portland state, um, from all points of indication, it sounds like you're ready to go. You're excited, and uh, you're going to have Portland State playing a fun brand of basketball. So, again, thanks for joining. Wish you nothing but the best of luck. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.